Reverse Suicide by Maddie. It was a cold winter's morning in Phoenix, Arizona. The first semester of college had just started and Brianna Miller was liking it here. Well, looking at all except this boy who she just found out's name is Blake. Blake was tall and perfect except for the fact that he wanted to commit suicide. From what she had heard in passing, Blake's father was terrible. He abused Blake's mother and five-year-old sister. Blake had only just escaped him by coming into college here in Phoenix, only just to want to kill himself. He was close to killing himself multiple times, all of which Bree had stopped. Bree herself was level-headed and never took crap from anybody. The fact that this kid wanted to kill himself was ridiculous. She couldn't rationalize it. What person, no matter how screwed up their family life is, would want to kill himself? Doesn't he realize what this would do to his family, she thought? Now, one thing she did was not to be weird or anything, but started stalking Blake. She didn't want anything bad to happen to him. And if she was there all the time, then nothing would. Now, the second thing she did was, while following him one day to bio, he took an unexpected turn and went to the campus police. He went in and she sat outside listening to the conversation. No, sir. She has blonde hair and is about five foot seven, she heard Blake saying. So, son, are you saying that she's been stalking you? said the cup. Yes and no. I don't know who she is, but I see her everywhere I go, Blake said. Son, I don't know how to help you. You don't have enough evidence. Your description is too vague. I'm sorry, kid. I can't help you here. Is there anything else I can do for you? The officer said. No, sir. Thank you, Blake said. Blake walked out of the room just as Bree was leaving. Hey, you, she heard him call out. Yeah, can I help you? Bree shouted back. Yeah, are you the girl that keeps following me around? Blake shouted. No, I'm sorry, but is there anything I can help you with? I'm late to bio, she said. Oh, no, sorry, he said. Bree walked to bio, contemplating how she was going to kill him. It was going to happen, she just didn't know how. It was the next day, and Blake was on the phone talking to this guy called Keith. Keith, you're the only one I'm telling. I can't trust anyone else, Blake said. No, Keith, only you. Can I tell you, or are you just going to talk about Kate dumping you? No, I'm not. Whatever. Anyway, I'm killing myself tomorrow. I'm going to the can to the Grand Canyon. I'm gonna jump. 
No, Keith, you can't say anything else. It's happening. I just wanted to let you know. Tell Mom I love her and Ellie that I'll miss her. Please, Keith. No, don't tell Dad anything. I won't miss him and you know that. Bye. Thanks for everything. It was true. He was going to kill himself. It was going to happen. He was going to jump. She couldn't do anything for him, but she could end it sooner. It was about 11.30 p.m. and she was ready to kill Blake. She had it all planned out. Bree was going to suffocate him. He had one too many pills on his bed and she was going to suffocate him. This was going to be easier than anything else she'd done before. She could hold the pillow over his mouth, plug the nose, and take all the air out of his lungs. Finally, it was midnight. Time to commit the deed. The deed of a lifetime. She'd never once thought of committing murder until this point in her life. She hadn't thought it right until Blake's, until Blake's case came along. She'd never found a reason to even fathom killing anyone until Blake was going to do it himself. Walking up to his dormant didn't feel right. The campus lights seemed brighter. The car sounded closer as they drove by. Her heart pounded loud enough that she was sure Blake could already hear it in his dorm a few hundred yards away. The sun seemed to be already rising, peeking up above the horizon. It can't be any later than 12.30. The sun couldn't be rising yet. She thought. Rita decided to tell herself that it was just a party happening a long ways away from where she stood, over the horizon. It was just reaching 12.45 when she reached his dorm. Bree called her friend Charlotte. Charlotte was in on this evil, diabolical plan. She was waiting for Bree to get to the dorm so she could open the door for her and send her in the right direction. Look, Bree, I'm not saying I don't believe this is the right thing to do. I just want to make sure you're okay with it, said Charlotte. Of course I am, Charlie, or else I wouldn't be here, Bree said. So please, can you just let me in? As soon as you give me one good reason why you're going to do this, I can't let you commit this terrible deed unless you have a good reason behind it, Charlie said. I could read you the whole list, but I have to do this now, Bree said. Now she was crying. Please, Charlie, this is the only time I've ever been sure with myself. I know that right now there isn't much I can do to justify this, but you need to know that I do this out of the deepest love and respect for this kid. I wouldn't do this if you didn't want to die anyway. You know I wouldn't, Charlie. You know I wouldn't. Please, just open the door. Okay, as long as you know that this isn't all right to do, and this isn't normal, Bray. Please, just respect that if I let you do this, there are so many terrible things that are going to happen to you, Charlie said. I get it, Char. Just let me do this on my own free conscience, Bree pleaded. I will, just as long as you remember what I said, Charlie replied. I will. Now let me in. <laughs> 
this is more important than you could ever imagine. Begrudgingly, Charlie let Brianna in and directed her to go up two flights of stairs, turn down the hallway to the right, and go to room 204B. Then to take her student ID card and pry the door open, and there she'd find Blake Jeffers sleeping peacefully. When Brianna reached his room, she did find him sleeping peacefully, but with his bag packed and at least five letters all addressed to different people. Brianna picked up the first letter and read it. Dear Ellie Mae, you won't understand what's happening right now, and I understand that. I love you to the moon and back, sis. Please understand that. Tell Mom that I love her and to read her letter. I'm so sorry, Ellie. You'll understand later, but please just know that I'm so sorry and that I never meant for anything like this to happen to you. You're the best little sister anyone could have ever asked for. I'll never forget when we played in the snow last year. You begged me to make a snowman. Ellie May, I think that ended up being the world's biggest snowman ever. I love you so much, Elle. Love, Blakey. <sighs> this was more than Bree could bear. This kid had a family. That was something she'd never understand. This was something she'd never had. He had people to love. She didn't. She wouldn't understand this. She never had. She had to kill him, and kill him fast. She approached his bed and quickly grabbed a pillow. So far, he didn't notice anything. She put the pillow over his mouth and held his nose shut. He still hadn't woken up. Everything was going as planned. Suddenly, Blake woke up. He was trying to breathe, but it wasn't working. He started panicking, breathing the last little bit of air he would ever breathe. His heart slowly stopped, beating until there was no pulse. She had done it, Blake was dead. She had done the deed. She stepped out into the night. She was prepared to run. She had her bags packed and out in her car. But where was she going to go? She didn't really know yet. Brie had to get out of there and in a timely manner. That was the last time Brianna Miller was ever seen. <laughs>